0: All right, we are back here on YouTube and elsewhere, uh, talking to you about the Raiders' sixty-three to twenty-one <laughs> win. I mean, Murph, if uh, sixty-three points, period, you you couldn't have convinced anybody the Raiders are going to score sixty-three points tonight. But then you add in no Josh Jacobs, and you know how important the run is to this offense to get that space open up and to get those receivers going. And and you know what? Zamir White hasn't shown a lot to us to, to really feel like, well, if Josh Jacobs doesn't – I know it's, it's sacrilege and you guys don't want to hear it. But if Josh Jacobs doesn't come back next year, then you're like, oh, what do we got left? Mo, to his credit, uh, called it out a couple of weeks ago. He said, you know, we really need to see what what we have. We got to get carries for – Those running backs and Zamir White came out tonight, looked like a man on fire, maybe because he knew he had to carry the load. Sometimes people perform their best when they know it's them and, and they got to perform. And he certainly did that tonight. And that was very encouraging. Can he keep it up? We'll see. Hopefully Josh Jacobs is back for Kansas city. He's got some time obviously to heal up those quads, but very, very impressive performance by Zamir White. And that's got to make fans out there feel really good.
1: 100 yards before half. I mean that's insane. You know the 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 offensive output for, for for this football team, Scott. I just I can't get over it. It's 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 absolutely nuts what this team did tonight and you mentioned the 63 points and the 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 production on offense and I got to go in terms of the running game back to the to the offensive line because we saw that when Colton Miller is not in the game, Josh Jacobs doesn't have the kind of games that he has and it was it was unfortunate that when Colton Miller wasn't there, that Josh Jacobs wasn't as productive as he has been when he is. And so tonight when I'm like, well, they're both gone. I'm like, well, then we're really screwed. And so (laughs) to have that kind of offensive output, but that said, when you have complimentary football, when you, Listen, yes. what was it the second play or the third play? of No, it was, it was the second play of the game. They tested freaking downfield with, with uh, Trey Tucker, right? It was like a third and, or second and two, and they freaking pushed the ball downfields at in, incompletion, and then they handed it off, and I think it was Zamir or Abdullah that, that converted for the first time. But even point being, though, like they were doing things out. We hadn't seen that in a minute, and that was one of the big things that we talked about. Like we got a weak charger secondary, like push them downfield. Let's see what we can come up with. And so I feel like – Bo Hart agree. Whether it was the going up to the booth or anything else, he found ways to set the rest of the team up to be successful, and that was entirely encouraging. I think that 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 Zamir White was feasted on that idea, and so we saw so much diversity in this freaking offense going in. And So I think he was a huge benefactor of that. And listen, I love Josh Jacobs. The, 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 I have one young player jersey. I wanted to get a jersey that that had the inaugural patch for the for the Raiders in Las Vegas, and I have a Josh jacobs jersey otherwise i only own players that are that are older than me um and i'm pretty old but um but but i but i chose to, i love josh jacobs but i don't see a world where it makes sense to bring him back unless there's you know i don't know unless he's willing to take a hometown discount or something which you don't see in the nfl anymore I, I, I and if we continue to see that if he doesn't come back quick enough and we continue to see zamir white you know have, have a good again going back to the arrowhead thing can he? Can he? You know? Can we move the ball on the ground, on the road in Kansas City? If we're able to do that without Josh Jacobs, well, that's kind of an indictment in terms of his productivity and potential. And so I, I, I could see a world with the, where the Raiders move on from him, and and I don't love it, but that's the reality of the game. And it's it ain't show friends; that show business. Uh, you know what I mean? And so. You know, that's where we're going to go, as Bob Sugar famously said. So, so Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And it was just – it was good to see the, 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 the ground game get going. Good to see Zamir. Listen, he was a great running back at, at Georgia. Like, this wasn't like he was some chump. It wasn't like we were – you know what I mean? It wasn't some, some guy that no one had ever heard of. This was a guy that had an incredibly successful career at Georgia. He was known for his short yardage performance. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the zigzag. He doesn't have the bounce and the jump step that a guy like Josh does. But he has that punch. You know what I mean? And when we kind of finally saw that tonight where, you know, and and Josh has punched him too. I'm not taking away from him, but like what, where, where was Zamir white famous for in Georgia? It was, you know, first and freaking you know, goal from the three and he punches it in. Like that's what we, what we saw him do tonight. And so I think that, you know, we got a lot of things to solve still Scott, but there are some pieces and some of these, these younger players that we have on offense, like they look great tonight. Yeah,
0: no, they did. And 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 you gotta give all the credit. I mean, again, this coaching staff and Antonio Pierce, I you go back to the press conference after the the Minnesota loss, and 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 this is the one thing I've been consistent on, which is Antonio Pierce is always authentic. Okay. So when they he came into the press conference and he said he didn't perform well, his coaching staff didn't perform well, his quarterback didn't perform well, and his team didn't execute. He he nailed it. Right. Go compare that to earlier in the season. And this is what I want to get into as well, because you talked about complementary football was earlier in the season. And I forgot if it was Chicago. I think it was a Chicago game, that disaster. Josh McDaniels went after the game and said, well, you know, it was tough. It was this and that. But we really performed well in, in the special teams. I'm like, yeah, what planet are you living on? And even if that's true, to win in the NFL, you have to play well in all three aspects of the game. Offense, defense, special teams. The Raiders did that tonight. You saw what they did on special teams. They created turnovers too, kickoff, right? They had all of it working. And so that's what it's about. So Antonio Pierce being authentic, never in question. Never will question that. He takes responsibility 100%. Like, and not, I'm not talking about how some people say it's on me, it's on me. No, no, no. He means it. And comes out and says it proactively. He doesn't wait for anybody to prompt him on that.
1: But I don't know who you're talking about that says, "Oh, it's all on me all the time." I have no idea. Maybe a uh, guy that wears number four and wears gold and black. But I digress.
0: <laughs> but you look at this, and and I'm going back to the numbers as you know I do. Uh, but on the defense again, I want to talk a little bit about the defense uh, uh, as we as we get at least somewhat close to wrapping up here, which is Divine Diablo seven tackles on the night. Okay, just a, <laughs> a great night. Out there. I mean, the whole defense did, but you look at Malcolm Coons, three tackles, two sacks, three quarterback hits. Okay. Then you had uh who else did I see Oh, uh Jerry Tillery had a sack, of course, as did um um, and he had a tackle, a single tackle. But then the other guy I want to talk this is what I want to talk about. I forgot for a second there. Um, but it's it's Jack Jones. So they take Jack Jones <laughs> off the garbage heap. He has some issues. In New England, he's got familiarity with Antonio Pierce. And that's where I want to give Coach Pierce credit, too. They go out and they get Jack Jones. He comes in, uh, and we talked about it earlier this week on our show, to say, we got to see more Jack Jones. Can he be one of the answers they need on the outside? Uh, And he did. Of course, he had the great interception. Four Mm. tackles, right? Two quarterback hits, the tackle for a loss, and, of course, Uh, The the, the pick six. So you look at that and you think to yourself, wow, this this guy can be an answer long term. So that also not only does it a credit to Pierce, but also Champ Kelly. I've been very vocal thinking, saying that I believe that Champ Kelly will get the job and I think he should get the job. He's got a good track record. And I know people say, well, in Chicago, they did this or they doesn't matter. He's well respected around the league. Mark Davis said in the interview on The Athletic this week that that he was prepared to perhaps hire him before the McDaniel Ziegler thing happened. So, so I think he's got, and, and he deserves credit for the Jack Jones thing too, because people are like, well, what's he going to do the rest of the year to prove that he's a good GM? Well, look at the movie made. Sure I mean, sure. It shows in two weeks, right? So, so the, 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 the champ Kelly, Antonio Pierce thing, they're separate. I know they came in together and all that stuff. And it's historic because you have, you have three African-Americans in all key positions on the Raiders, which is awesome. But at the same time, Um, Uh champ Kelly has also contributed here too. So that's what I like about what I'm seeing. And, and, and that's a good sign. Now again, consistency. So, so we got to get to the consistency. Uh, and the chiefs are going to be tough. I mean, it doesn't matter where they're at. Patrick Mahomes might not be having the year he had a couple years ago, but at the same time, he is who he is and he can create plays and he can do things. And then the Raiders history against the chiefs recently, except for the one win in Kansas city when Gruden took the lap in the bus, um, has not been good. But, again, you have – this is a golden opportunity. I mean, it, it's such a golden opportunity. And I know those guys in the locker room realize that, Murph. Nah. Uh, and I can't imagine – I can't imagine a better Christmas gift for not only Antonio Pierce, oh. but for all of Raider Nation to, to beat the Chiefs on Christmas – Uh, And to win their second in a row and really start to maybe gain some momentum here heading down the stretch.
1: I might cry like (laughs) I'm not a I'm not, I'm not like, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with being a you know whatever cry your cry your thing, but not about sports. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I might cry about something significant, but like if we go into Arrowhead on Christmas Day, I'm already gonna be around uh, you know all my beautiful family and surrounded by emotion already. And if the Raiders can freaking knock off the Chiefs, that, that 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 might hit me in my feels, man. Like let's freaking go. And you know, and so if if for the Raiders to have that ability. To do that, I think you something you said, uh, you were talking about Josh McDaniels, and, and in that press conference, or one right on the heels of that, he talked about well, football's complicated. And I love the spirit of Antonio Pierce when he took over and he said, This is a kid's game, it's simple. And the old adage of kiss, keep it simple, stupid, like let's keep it freaking simple. Like this is it, really is a kid's game. And while there can be so much, um, complication and so much strategy and there are some brilliant people that coach and and you know manage these football teams and I'm not one of them so I understand that there are uh, there, it's like jazz right like I I don't get jazz it's math it, it, whatever it, it, <laughs> it affects my brain but that idea that but at the at the end of the day though it's just keep it simple keep it keep it keep it smooth it's that it, we don't have to reinvent the offer. We just got to take advantage of the players that we have on this roster and what they do best. And that, I think, is unfortunately a downfall of a lot of coaches when they come into new situations and they say, I have to have my guys. Well, if you have to have your guys and you're not innovative enough and creative enough to find a way to take advantage of the talent that you already have in place, and this could be for a football team or a business or anything else, when you come into a new environment, take advantage of the things and the assets that you already have that are there and, and, and the, the advantages from what those people do well. And so is Antonio Pierce doing that? That's what I see, and that's what Bo Hardigree and, and, and Patrick Graham, that's what those guys are doing. They're taking advantage of the talent that they already have there. They're keeping it simple. It was so simple tonight for, for Aiden O'Connell. It was so simple tonight for the defense. And so I think if we keep on that trajectory going into Arrowhead, there's an opportunity for the Raiders to be competitive. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that the Raiders are gonna freaking win that game, but when you run up 63 freaking points on another freaking division opponent, it's not unheard of that we're gonna go into to Kansas City. And and I think this, and I'll I'll say this, and I'll shut up, and then we're getting out of here. If if Antonio Pierce takes this Raider team to Arrowhead. Sands the lap around the stadium let's not do that again but if he can freaking if they can win in arrowhead scott i don't know what else i need to see as a fan as a fan to justify him being the full-time head coach i don't know what else. even even if we lose to the broncos at home even if we lose to the colts on the road if we can beat the chiefs we don't do that like come on, like we don't beat the Chiefs. We're rarely. Like how many times in the past however many years have we beat the, like right? That yeah. that we came and get the, the lap around and then when? Yeah. Like in freaking Thursday night when Carr hit Michael Crabtree in the front of the end zone? Like, I don't know. Like well, I mean, it's not been many. What how many times how many times did Carr beat the Chiefs? Three times, I think, in his entire career? It's not often. So if we can beat the Chiefs, that's it for me. I'm then I'm and I'm ninety-nine percent there now, but that puts me fully bought in. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I, I understand
0: that. And 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 it would be hard to argue against that to your point, uh, to to go in there and beat Kansas City. Now, we don't know who else might apply for the job. That's the only that's the only caveat I make. Because but but he has an opportunity to earn it. And then it comes down to Mark Davis, right? and, and no matter who they hire as coach, if it's Antonio Pierce, great. If it's somebody else, there's going to be fans who second-guess it. doesn't matter because Mark Davis is not a good record. He just hasn't had a good record. He admitted it in the piece on The Athletic this week. So so I get that, and people have trepidation over, hey, oh, uh, what's he going to do? I don't trust Mark. I don't do this. I don't do that. Uh, but but you know what? It's his team, and it's your team as fans too, by the way. He's the owner, but you own it as well. And so, so we'll see what happens. But I, I think you're right. I think a win in Kansas City would be – would be remarkable, and I think if you win in Kansas City, to your point, I don't think you lose out those final two games. I'm not saying you win both of them, oh. but it, it, again, you Good get point. it's all about momentum, right? You see it in every sport. If you get momentum, doesn't matter if you're a team that's going to make the playoffs or not. If you if you get momentum, and I'll, I'll point this out because I've seen a lot of it in the chat tonight, Murph, which is, well, it's going to hurt our chance to get a quarterback, and oh. I reminded. I reminded people that wow. Patrick Mahomes went 10th in the first round. Okay? He went 10th. So you don't have to get a quarterback in the top five, especially this year. This is the best quarterback year in maybe 20 years when you look at the totality of guys out there. So, yeah, I understand the top three are the sexiest, Jaden Daniels and Drake May and Caleb Williams, but that doesn't mean it. That doesn't mean, again, Patrick Mahomes went 10th. Tenth. 10th. Tenth. So, so when you look at that, Um, you got to hope for this team to do the best that they can the rest of the way, not only if you like the coach and want him hired, but also uh, things will work out a good player personnel guy. If champ Kelly's the GM, if he ends up being the GM, uh, it's going to be up to him to do whatever he needs to do to get a quarterback that they believe will be the guy for the next 10 years or so, if that's what they're going to do. So to me, you gotta, you gotta consider that it doesn't have to be the first five picks.
1: Can I jump in on that Scott? Yeah, of course. This idea that we got to trade up and get Caleb, what? Stop. Stop with the Caleb Williams. I hear, I get Caleb Williams on my freaking X feed. Like every like other day, it's, it's, he's not the only quarterback that's has the potential to be elite in this draft. And I'm, frankly I'm not sold on the guy, anyways. But that said, there are at least five quarterbacks. When you look at the teams that are going to draft ahead of the Raiders, and you look at the teams that are going to draft behind the Raiders, it's it's not even like we have to be in the top five. Heck, we can be in the top ten or even top fifteen and still take one of those top five or six guys. There, there were the potential for the Raiders is there to draft a quarterback. This whole idea of, of we have to we have to tank or like or we're gonna play our way out of it. Where stop. The most important thing, and I loved it that Mo brought this up on your show the other day. The most important thing is do well when you're there. Yes. Don't draft Cleveland Farrell at four. That <laughs> what gets us in trouble. Draft the player that's that that you're if you're targeting do well at that particular position. For the, all of those of you that are out there that are Derek Carr lovers, he was a second round pick for crying out loud, and quarterbacked our team for nine goddamn years. Right? Like, like, let's do well where we are at. This whole idea that you have to move up, move up, move up. No, you don't. You you can sit there right where you're at, and and listen. If Caleb Williams was the only good quarterback coming in this draft, or the only potential elite quarterback coming out, we might be having a different conversation. But that's not the case. This is the. <laughs> This is one of the deepest quarterback drafts maybe ever. Like we're talking about going back to 83 when we're talking about Elway and Marino and Blackledge and O'Brien and all those guys and and Google those names for those of you that are uh, young (laughs) enough. But but that idea like this is a deep ass quarterback draft. We don't have to worry about. Our draft position. What we have to worry about is that we get the best people in position to evaluate talent and to make decisions. That's where our failures have been. It is not about being where, where we are at in draft position. It's about our ability to draft well at the position that we are at. Man, that, I can't say it any better.
0: I, I, you, you You nailed it. You nailed it, and I think that's a, a, a good a good place to end. Before we end, though, I want to thank everybody, too, for the, the super chats. Again, they go to the One Nation Foundation. Murph, uh, for some of folks, because we always have new viewers who come on, especially during a live show, uh, uh, tell folks about the One Nation Foundation, what you and the team there do, what you did this past year at Crab Fest for the Blitnikoff Foundation, and uh, how they can take part in it.
1: Well, thank you for saying that, Scott. And so, yeah, so we uh, here at Raiders Fan Radio, it took us a little bit. We finally figured out we can make money with our show. And so we decided quickly we, we wanted to give all that money away to Raiders-related charities. And so we give money away to... Uh, uh, we gave it to the Max Crosby Foundation this year. We gave it to the Raider Dad folks who are taking underprivileged kids to Raider games with their parental figures. Uh, gave it to them, and also the Boletnikovs Had a really nice conversation uh, with my, my 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 youngest son on the couch tonight. They flashed up Jim Plunkett. Uh, they flashed up Fred Boletnikov, and he was like, "Who's that, Dad?" And I said, "That's Fred Boletnikov, That's the guy that <laughs> his foundation is 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 who we give our uh, who we give our money to. The 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 main source of or not source, but the benefactor, f- benefactor, whatever, whoever we give our money to is the, is the, is the, is foundation. And so we watched some Fred Boletnikoff videos and stuff. And, and Fred Boletnikoff was just such an amazing raider and such an amazing man. And him and his wife, Angela, uh, unfortunately lost their daughter, uh, Tracy back in 99 to, uh, to domestic violence. And so they started the, the, uh, the Boletnikoff Foundation in order to help uh, young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse and bringing them into a safe, safe environment and also offer them rehabilitative services and so uh, that's where our money goes so everything that we raise with Raiders Fan Radio everything that Scott give us and, and and Silver and Black today we are so appreciative everything from our advertising opportunities all that money goes through the One Nation Foundation and gives it to folks like the Boletnikoff we gave them 10000 bucks last year we gave them $15,000 bucks this year and we're looking to freaking ramp that thing up and give them even more um, this year and it's literally changing lives of these young women and these young folks and so we can't thank you enough raider nation and so any of the the support that you can give us uh through monetary donations or merch sales or just something as simple as a like a subscribe whether that's a raiders fan radio or here at silver and black today this that that currency is invaluable because that helps us with advertising opportunities. And so we can't thank you enough for the support that you give us Raider nation. We love you so very, very much. And uh, look forward to Scott. I know you're getting ready to close out the show, dude. You're going to be right here in the fan cave. Let's go. You're going to be I'm, here. What? I'm looking forward to it. I'll be down there next
0: Wednesday. Right. And, and the show, the show's show what live uh, 3 PM Pacific.
1: Uh, 4 Pacific 7 4. p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. There you we go. Got a spot picked out right over there. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> And we got a good bag for you, my friend. Oh, my gosh. You're getting hooked up. Oh, man. I, it was funny, too, because you know, I, I had somebody you. reach out today, and they were
0: talking about jerseys or something like that. And I said, you know, because cause I don't wear the jersey. I'm wearing a hat tonight. Uh, but they're like, uh, and I said, well, I'm being the fan cave. I'm going to have to wear a jersey, right? I mean, so so we'll do that. And they asked me if I had any. And I said, yeah, I have a Villa Piano jersey. These were both gifted to me from listeners, which is very nice. And I have a Jim Otto jersey. So, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll surprise folks. We're going to have a good time. And, and I look forward to coming down there and spending some time in the cave with the gang and, uh, it'll, it'll be a blast. So, so if you, if you're a silver and black today, listener or viewer, and you haven't watched Raiders fan radio, uh, you should, and you should go subscribe. And then I will be down there at the fan cave. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, and and doing that, and maybe maybe we can hook Mo into into joining us for a few minutes uh, via via the web to 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 give
1: him some crap too. It'll be fun. Deal, absolutely. We'd love to have it. Have it, We'll we'll pipe Mo in here. We'll put him up on the monitor over there. We'll get he'll be the the virtual Mo. <laughs> Oh, that'll be too funny. All right,
0: man. Well, listen, I know it's going to be, as I've seen a lot of Raider fans in the chat tonight, and thank you guys all for being in there uh, and and the questions. Tried to get to some of them, and uh, but all such a great gang. I love the chat. Even when we have our show, when we premiere our show during the weeks, I'm always in the chat live talking with people. So thank you for that, and thank you for your support and for your support of Murph and Raiders Fan Radio and the gang there, and also of the One Nation Foundation with all those super chats. Appreciate, appreciate. I can't tell you, how how much that blows me away and how great Raider Nation is to one another and supporting each other. So thank you for that. And um, Murph, we will see you next week, my man. We'll see you next week. We'll see you on Tuesday night. Sounds good, buddy. All right, All right. there you go, go. Murph. <laughs> Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Such a good dude, and we love having him here on the show. I appreciate it. Such a, such a great uh, – a great show, too. If you don't, it, uh, it cracks me up. Most of the time I'm out in the garage smoking a cigar, especially when it's cold out, and uh, I'm watching those guys and I'm just laughing because they are funny, uh, but knowledgeable and, and just you can't get better than, than Murph and the gang, Michelle and Swag Jeff, too. So uh, look forward to being down there, too. And I thank you guys for watching the show tonight. And again, a lot of you saying it's going to be tough to sleep tonight. That's a good thing. But just think about it. You get to wake up tomorrow. You get to stroll into work on a Friday, too. The best day of the week. You get to stroll into work and, and talk about your Raiders in a way that you've never been able to talk. They haven't scored 63 points before. So there you go. It's going to be a banner day for you wherever you're at. I'll do us a favor. Please, if you're watching us on YouTube now, thank you again. Hit the subscribe button. Also hit the, the notifications bell every time we go live or have a new video you will know first, so we appreciate that. Also, subscribe to the audio version wherever you get your audio, and you can always catch that if you miss a show. Uh, you can always catch the audio version of the podcast. We are an Odyssey Sports original podcast. Uh, and thank you. I mean, I'm on location tonight. I'm usually in my studio, but get to do it at a cigar lounge tonight of all places. Watch the game with a bunch of people. It was a good time, especially when the Raiders win 63-21. to 21. Uh, For our producer, Mike Rabier... For my partner, Mo Moten, who will be back with me early next week. I'm Scalco Branson. I appreciate you guys. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Raider Nation. Take care.